Hey everybody, yes, it's Tony and Mike's newest adventure, and uh, we're a day late and a dollar short here, but uh, that's okay, some things came up that couldn't be avoided, uh, but we're back here uh, this afternoon here on this Friday, and the weekend is here, a little bit of nasty weather coming our way, uh, I don't know if you're going to be experiencing mm -hmm. that. No, that's all you, man, that's all yeah. you, you're, you're getting the Nor'easter, you're getting it. <laughs> so, that should be coming uh, probably a little bit later on this afternoon, but uh, hey, all's good. How about you, Mike? Everything's good. Everything's yeah. good. You had a nice Thanksgiving. We're, we're not only we are a, a, do a dollar late and a week short, whatever, we're a week late. We, we took that week off oh, right. for Thanksgiving also. So, right. uh, I mean, people were all out of sorts. I mean, Tony, I, I had to just end up shutting down my Facebook because the amount of messages of people asking, where are you? Where's the show? What happened? Is it true about Tony? I mean, all these things. People were writing and what? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But no, I mean, it's, we're here. You know, we're here. It's cut our pay, you know, pay us half this week uh, because uh, we're, a, we're a day late. But, you know, we're I can't tell you the amount of telegrams that I got here at the, uh, at the house here. Were there ever just telegrams or were they all singing telegrams? The, the telegrams that I got, um, it, it, well, a lot of them were singing telegrams, yeah, but I mean, it was just amazing. Western Union was out here, I think, uh, uh, half a dozen, uh, 12, 15 times. Western Union? Tony, I mean, what decade are you? I mean, I, I see that Western Union is still a thing, though. I, I don't know. the la I, I actually did receive money at one point in my life through Western Union. Yeah, but how long ago was that? I think I was in college. Yeah, okay. Because and what a pain in the ass it was. It was such a pain to, oh, sure. to, to fill out the form and oh, to verify it's you. And oh, sure. come on, just give me the, it was like $25 or something. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, there's, a, there's a, a candy store, a candy store, like a, a, a convenience store right down the road over here. They've got a big sign. Yes, we are a Western Union affiliate. Oh. So I guess some people still do it or they just don't want to put up a new sign. Well, now there's this thing called like Venmo. I, I, I know that you haven't heard of this, but uh, at McKenna School, they had the, the parent-teacher organization had this thing where during the Thanksgiving break, they, they told her to read a certain amount of books. And for every book that she read, give a dollar to the PTO. So I'm thinking to myself, uh, so I ended up doing $2 per book $1 went to the PTO, $1 went to her. So she read a total of 15 books. But in order to pay the PTO of her school, you could write a check or you could do it through Venmo. So I'm like, what the heck is Venmo? And I guess Venmo is this app that you can hook up other people's checking accounts. So like if you have a babysitter, you can just pay them through Venmo. Pulls out of your account and goes right into their account. So, I, you know, there's that now as opposed to Western Union that you can hook people up that way when it comes to money. And I know there's other, other apps that do that too. You know, when people ask for money, the best thing to do is just ignore it. That's the best thing to do. Never mind Western Union. Best thing is, what? We're, we're losing the connection. I can't, what? Well, and this is the time of year that everybody's asking for money. You know, I, I have a, you know, we, we, we're no longer at the radio station, so we don't, we don't, do the, the the radiothon with the rescue mission and all these types of people. I I wonder how it is with this pandemic when it comes to homelessness. I mean, I haven't seen any statistics on it. If it's 
increased, if they're busier than ever because of this, because I know a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people are, you know, underworked, I guess you could say underpaid and are having a tough time paying the bills. But I would assume that the need is even greater this year for charitable organizations. I know we had Cyber Monday and Giving Tuesday and all those types of things, but I would, I would imagine that the Salvation Army, are they going to have people at stores ringing the kettle? Are they going to do that this year? I haven't seen anybody. Uh, I would assume uh, social distancing and the whole nine yards, I would assume right. it's not happening that way. And that's yeah. going to hurt. I mean, that's going to hurt when it comes to charitable. I mean, people can still give. It's not like the Salvation Army and Red Cross. They say, you know, we don't need it. They, you still can give, but you know that they probably brought in a lot of money through the Red Kettle campaign. I mean, maybe they're still doing it. They're just wearing masks and and all that stuff. But I would assume charitable giving is is taking a hit this year, also. Well, there was there were a lot of people uh, that were doing pretty well before this pandemic hit, and they lost their jobs, and now they're you know they may not be homeless, but they're watching every penny. And uh, they're making sure that they're making the dollar stretch. So th that, yeah, I'm sure it is a problem. I'm sure yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, I, I would certainly assume so. Um, we got the, what the good news. I guess there's a vaccine that's uh, that's out there. The UK is going to be the ones, as Jimmy Kimmel said on his show. Thanks, UK, for being the guinea pigs for the vaccination. Right. Uh, but the, they're going to be getting it first. And I saw an interview with Dr. Fauci, who, you know, a lot of people go to him as the top doctor in the United States, that he assumes that vaccination, the high priority people will be the end of December through January. So the end of this month through next month, the frontline workers will, will start receiving their vaccinations. And then the general public probably will be around April, May, and June that it will start hitting the, the general public. You know, it'll be the frontline workers, then underlying conditions, elderly, and then the general public uh, will go after that. Uh, so I, I, it looks like there might be a light at the end of the tunnel here. That's, that's what they're saying. And, and I, I think this vaccination, it, it comes in two parts. I think you get a vaccination and then Whatever it is, or something like that. I, I don't know if it's a week later or whatever, it, whatever it is. But you've got to get two of them in order for it to, I guess, in order for it to work. Uh, we were watching the news uh, the other night, and it seemed to me that people are split on it. Um, some people are saying, "Yeah, as soon as it comes out, I'll be the first one in line." There are some people who are saying, "Hey, it seems to me like they're rushing this out awfully quickly. I'll wait a little while to see how it goes." Are there any side effects? Is it going to be completely and totally safe? You know, so uh, people are kind of split, you know, on, on this. You know? Yeah. So, and I what mean, do they say? It was like 90 to 95% effective yes. that there were yes. no, no side effects, that people weren't having any issues with it, at least while it was being tested. I saw the, what the three former presidents, President Bush, President Obama, and President Clinton have all mm -hmm. vowed to take them, take the vaccination publicly to show how safe it is. My question is, how do they get it before the general public? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I understand the publicity. And yes, to see them take it will be, you know, inspirational to some people. But I mean, I'm sorry, stand in line, buddy. I mean, I, I, 
I don't think President Obama has any under, underlying medical conditions, and he's not frontline anymore, is he? I, you know, who knows? I, I don't know. You know, uh, um, uh, who's to say? I mean, when Trump uh, became infected with the disease, uh, he was in isolation for what, like two or three days, and they gave him like a super duper uh, shot, and he was up on his feet within uh, within two days, and he was right. out doing his thing. So, you know, it, it just depends on who you are. You know, I would assume that Obama's going to get the best of the best of the best. Uh, where you and I have to kind of wait for the scraps. Stand, stand in line at the pharmacy, and then right. they, they give you that, that, that screen, which doesn't block anything and anybody from seeing you. I mean, I, I've gotten flu shots where I've had to take my sweatshirt off, and as I take the sweatshirt off, the rolls, you know, the shirt always goes with the sweatshirt. So when you take the sweatshirt off, the shirt always likes to go up with it. So you're showing everything, and they've got this curtain that blocks like this much off and you're back there. And meanwhile, you know, Harold, who's, who's working in, you know, vision care, uh, sneezes all over you while, while we're getting the shots. And President Obama has got a way back burger. You know, he's eating it and they're getting the, they're the best of the best. Yeah, well, they're probably coming to the house. What are you kidding? Oh yeah, no, you're right, you're right. But you know, at least when you look at it this way, you have to kind of look at the end of summer middle of summer, end of summer, for us to kind of get back to some sort of normalcy here. That, that's where I'm reading between the lines, because they, the interview with him was about when are we going to be able to pack stadiums again for sports, you know, because that, that's the priority. Being able to get back into sports stadiums and watch teams, he said late summer, you know, that's at least, and then it's a matter of will, how many people will take the shot? I mean, how many people will get vaccinated. That's the whole thing. And, and no matter how you slice it up, uh, we still have a, quite a road uh, to hoe right now uh, because uh, it, like you said, we're not going to be getting this back as vaccination anytime soon. It's going to be a few months uh, before it starts to become uh, a regular thing, you know? So last, now it's, last it's, March, I think is when this started, right? Wasn't it like last March, yeah. April, mm -hmm. right around then? We, we finally got our first positive case at the hub that I work at at Frito-Lay. We finally get one of our RSRs or what, what we're called that go out to the stores and fill the chips. One of us tested positive uh, for it for the first time. So, I mean, we got, we went all the way through this entire pandemic till to yesterday when he tested positive and, and he, he says he feels fine, but that it's, he couldn't, he, he stopped, he was working yesterday. He stopped off to get a sandwich, went back in the truck, started eating it, and couldn't taste it. Couldn't taste it at all. And he's like, this is kind of weird. So he called his boss, my boss, and, you know, he said, you know, how do you feel? And he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. He's a big dude, so he knows how to taste food, for sure. Um, and <laughs> well, it, uh, it was funny because I, I told you there are, there's a couple that live in our complex here. And they got it, and they got it bad, really bad. They've recovered since, but they've got, they got it bad. I was talking to uh, the wife out in the parking lot one afternoon, and she was like, you know, she says we were, you know, we were sick as a dog, you know, and we couldn't even get up to shower. That's how bad it was. We didn't have the strength to get up and, 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 and take a shower. And she says, you know, 
after a couple of weeks, I said to my husband, you know, we haven't showered in a couple of weeks, but we're doing pretty good. I, I don't really smell anything. Do you smell anything? He goes, no, I, I don't. And then we found out, she says, you lose your taste and smell. So, <laughs> so then your wife went over there and just said, breathe on me, please breathe on me. I want to catch this as quickly as possible. <laughs> oh, boy. Too funny, too funny. Well, uh, no, no surprise. Uh, what pandemic is the word of the year, according to dictionary.com? I would assume so. Yeah, yeah it is. Pan pandemic. Uh, dictionary.com and Miriam uh, Webster have uh, selected that as the word of the year. Uh, some runners up coronavirus defund, you know, with the whole defund the police department Mamba, which is what the nickname was of Kobe Bryant Kraken uh, asymptomatic and malarkey were the, were the top malarkey words. He was an, an old word. Yeah. That's a lot of malarkey. Yeah. Some of uh, some of dictionary.com's runners up were quarantine, social distancing, conspiracy theory, doom scrolling, super spreader, and Karen. Was that the hurricane? That's what <laughs> was that a her bad hurricane this year? So so yeah, so that's uh, no surprise. Everybody's searching about the pandemic, wanting to know uh, when it when it's going to end. But uh I don't know. I saw that uh, the NBA, you know, remember the NBA players all were in a bubble, right? Mm -hmm. And the NBA was, was touting, uh, this is basketball for people who don't know the NBA is, but they, they had a bubble. They had like a playoff bubble and they had no cases while it was in the bubble. But well, <laughs> now that the season is going to start, I guess, coming up on December 22nd, they have, what is it? 48 players have tested positive for COVID-19. So the bubble worked outside the bubble doesn't work. As long as you're in the bubble, but you can't live in a bubble. No, I mean, you just, unless, unless you're on the Truman show, I mean, you can't, you can't live in a bubble. Uh, so that's just sort of shows you when you're out in the public and you're around other people, chances are you're going to get exposed to it somehow. Well, We've been very lucky around here, you know, because, uh, you know, uh, me and my wife, me, I haven't left the house. I haven't left the house in months. But my wife, she works for the school system. She's in, I, not so much in the middle of it all. I mean, she doesn't come in contact uh, with kids because now they've got a system where the kids come in, they go straight to their classroom. They stay there all day long. Um, my wife doesn't come in contact with kids. She's in a plastic bubble all day long, you know, uh, with the plexiglass. Uh, but still, there's always that uh, possibility, you know. Sure. Uh, you get people that come into the office. And, you know, my wife is constantly saying, you know, the big thing is, what do you want? And get out. You know, that, that's, that's the way that it goes. And, uh, uh, but we've been very, very lucky, you know, I mean, uh, uh, she's had some cases at her school, uh, but uh, so far, you know, knock wood, everything's been good here, you know. Yeah, so, around Pennsylvania, I mean, cases are going up, and there was concern that they were going to shut the schools down again. Which um, they just may do all around the country, Mike. Yeah, you, just not, you don't know, but I mean, you know, like they gave McKenna the science workbook, which mm -hmm. is supposed to stay at school. They gave it to her before Thanksgiving break with a just-in-case message sure. attached to it. 
But then, like, in an act of defiance, the superintendent sent out a message saying, you know, we're just squelching the rumors. The kids are coming back to school. Uh, and she goes Monday through Thursday still. And Friday, she does dis uh, you know, distance learning uh, through the Internet. So they've done all right. I haven't heard of really any active cases going on at her school or, or anything. So they've, they've done pretty well at that school. And I just, as you said, you know, they, they usher the kids in. McKenna tells me that she's not allowed to, to visit with other classrooms, other kids. They're, they kind of stay in their group. And I'm like, well, do you have any friends in your class? And she's like, nah, you know, my friends are in the other class, but she doesn't get a chance to see them. They can't eat with them. They can't play with them. It's just, it's so well, sad. And it's, it's funny. I said to my wife, you know, because she's uh, dealing with kids from like kindergarten to fifth grade. They're all wearing masks all day long. And I said to my wife, I says, how do the kids handle it? I says, it must be impossible to keep their masks on and, and all that. She goes, no. She says, no. In fact, they've got this blank stare on their face. Well, all of the kids are like, yeah. okay. And she says, they, they kind of, they don't know what to do. And it was funny because we went, we went grocery shopping and it, it, it had gotten a little crowded and there were more uh, young mothers in there than usual pushing the kids around in the car. And usually that's a free for all, you know, when you've got the kids, they're all over the place. You know, sure. I want devil dogs. No, I want Twinkies. They're all over the place. All of these kids were in the carriages with their masks on like this. Yeah. It's like it, it, they don't know what to make of it. You know, that's been my experience. It's like a bad sci-fi movie. I mean, it's, it's just, it is. It is. it's, it's kind of scary. No, you're right. I mean, no. when I pick the boys up from school on Wednesdays, they're just sitting in their class like this with their masks on. I mean, they're right. just sitting there. And, it, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the teachers are wearing it. All the other students are wearing it. So it's like what they see so they don't have a, a feeling. And I'm sure their parents, when they get home, that's all they're talking about yeah. is the vaccine, you know, sure. or is the, is the uh, and I, virus. I, I think there's a little bit of uh, apprehension. I think there's a little bit of what the hell is going on. I think there's a little bit of fear. Um, you know, like you say, I mean, probably for a little kid that's six, seven years old, it's probably like a twilight zone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then there's, then there's a growing population that has this reaction to it and they're walking in and out of stores with, without masks. They're walking, you know, in and out of places without masks, uh, in an act of defiance. And they're, they're under the impression that, the mask isn't doing anything for you. Um, it's all BS. It's, it's, so what? It's the flu is worse. Do we wear masks for the flu and all that stuff? I, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I don't think you're hurting yourself by wearing a mask. Well, I've walked out of the house, as we all have. I have walked out of the house many, many times without my mask. And there's nothing more frustrating than having to turn the car around to come back to get your mask. So what I started doing is I get the mask and I put it on my wrist and I more or less leave it there all day long. Uh, so it's always there. Yeah. Well, don't you have more than one? We've got, uh, yeah, we've got a couple, you know, each, but I, I started doing that. You know, it became kind of a habit. We went into uh, the store the other day, my wife and I, and everybody started looking at me. Everybody was like, and I was like, why are all these people looking at me? And then I was like, 
oh my God, I didn't put on my mask, mm. you know, and, and, you know, I put on my mask and everything, but you know, like you said, there are a lot of people out there, they kind of get offended too. Yeah. If, if yeah. you don't wear the mask, you know? Yeah. So. yeah. And as we said, this has been going on since March. I mean, this is just the way it is well, here, here, here. Go ahead. Yeah, well, no, Joe Biden says that when he takes office, he's going to ask the American people uh, to wear the mask all the time for 100 days. Oh, the, the, to kind of coincide with the first 100 days of August. Yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking. But I have a feeling that even with this vaccine, even if it's miraculous and it's a sure thing, which it probably is, we're going to be asked to continue to social distance and to wear our mask for a long, long time to come, I think. Yeah, but remember, asking and enforcing... Yeah are two different things, you know, and, and it's not a federal mandate. They're not, you know, mandating that everybody wears it. They're just saying, you know, they, they've got the best of the best when it comes to doctors. And if they're saying it, scientists are saying it, well, I'm going to wear a mask. It's not hurting anybody. I have children. I have, you know, people that I care about. I, I'm going to do what I can to protect myself uh, as well as, if I happen to have it, which, you know, I mean, we lot, one of us could have, it. we don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't yep. kill everybody. No, so. no. And, and, and that's been Fauci's uh, number one request, wear the mask. And not at it, first, that's what's getting him in trouble. You know, he didn't say that at first, but what he was talking about there and that, that's, that's, that's where it becomes so political. Um, he was saying no to the mask because they were they didn't have masks for frontline workers. So he didn't want everybody to go out and start buying masks when they, they didn't have enough to go around to the nurses and doctors who are treating these people. Now there seems to be a endless supply uh, when it comes to, to face yes. coverings. Yes, yes. You got to wear the face covering. That's I, There's no two ways about it. No yeah. two ways about it. And you know, who knows better than you? I mean, in your business, what you're doing. Oh, I wear it all the time. You have to. You have to. You have know? to. Yeah. Um, you know, this is the first pandemic Christmas in recent memory. So you're seeing a lot of different pictures with Santa. Uh, I don't know if it, the one I keep seeing is Santa sitting in like the back of a, a carriage and the child is sitting one seat in front of Santa and they're both wearing masks. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's difficult for parents to explain to their kids that Santa needs to wear a mask and all that type of stuff. Um, but they, they did a survey this year when it comes to the holiday season, and they said 52% of people are going to, from now on, do their shopping online. Now, we, we you, you and I always talked about this when we were on the radio, that that the cyber aspect of shopping is, is, has increased a thousandfold. You know, I mean, people are shopping online more at times than going into the store. And now you kick in a little pandemic, like you, you pour a little pandemic on, on everything. I mean, what's the point of going into the stores anymore? I mean, you talk about really kicking the brick and mortars in the, uh, in the stomach. This, this is, this is a rough, but, you know, those, a lot of those brick and mortars have gone online for a lot of their, a lot of their shopping, Walmart, Target, the, and the rest of them. A lot of these brick and mortar places are closing the stores. 
Yeah. A lot of these places you can't go in and, and, and buy anything right there, then and there. You, you, a lot of times you've got to order online, which I don't mind, but there are some things that you can't order online. I mean, I wouldn't order uh, a pair of shoes online. I wouldn't order you wouldn't? Uh, a pair of pants online. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't? You wouldn't order, you wouldn't buy a pair of shoes online? I mean, don't you know what your foot size is? I know I mean, what my foot, foot size is, but, but sometimes, you know, you, you put on a pair of shoes, Oh, it's, it's a little tight. Can I try it one step up? You know, I, I don't and know. And the return, the return policy is always a pain in the butt too. Mm -hmm. I mean, they accept it, but with shoes, especially shoes are difficult because as soon as that shoe hits the ground or the, the gravel or something, you can't You're return done. it anymore. You're so. done. You're done. So, so we'll, we'll see, but definitely Thanksgiving was different. Uh, mm -hmm. Christmas is going to be different. Um, but, Hey, you got to make the best of it. Do the best that you can. That's all that you can do. The thing is, is that we're all on the same page. Right. It, it kind of seems for a while there, it seemed like some states were kind of in this boat. Some states were kind of in this boat. It was kind of, it all kind of seems now that we're all in the same boat. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not keeping track of what George is doing or what Louisiana is doing and stuff, but nobody seems to be as outspoken as they used to be and defiant when they when, than they used to be when it comes to the rules and regulations. I know as I drive around here, it says if you leave the state for any reason, uh, you are told to quarantine for 14 days or get a negative COVID test. One of the two things. So, I mean, I don't know if all states are doing that or, but that's just leaving Pennsylvania going anywhere. It used to be if you went to this state, this state, this state, this state, that's what I mean when I say that it sort of seems like we're all kind of in the same boat now when it comes to this, we're all kind of treating it the same way uh, as opposed to every state being a little different. And like I said before, uh, we do have a vaccine coming, but before it comes, this whole thing is going to get, worse. It's going to go to another level uh, before uh, it gets any better. So, Well, now we have the flu, too. I mean, the flu is now mixed into this. So, I told you last week or whatever it was, two weeks ago, some people are being diagnosed with the flu and COVID-19. You know, so... Uh, I, saw, I saw something on Facebook, and maybe I'll find it again, and I'll share it on our page, but it, it did a really good job of listing out the symptoms. Mm -hmm. And I think it was, I don't know if it was the Centers for Disease Control or if it was somebody else who actually put this together, but it had COVID-19, the flu, and then the common cold. And it sort of listed all of, all the symptoms that you would have of any of those things. And it would say common when it comes to COVID, rare when it comes to the flu, rare when it comes, you know, so if you're sitting there saying to yourself, oh my gosh, I've got COVID, I've got COVID it, it kind of helps a little bit with bullet points of, uh, you know, some of the symptoms that each of these are kind of known for. And, you know, how many times have you gone into the, I can't tell you anything that's more frustrating. And I grew up with strep throat. I mean, I used to get strep throat every single year. Sure. There's nothing more frustrating than thinking that you have something and you go in and they just say it's the flu or it's the cold. And there's really nothing we can do about it. And you're like, you can't even, you can't even swallow. It's so sore. And they're like, oh, you tested negative for strep. 
you're going to have to just go a week with halls, you know, it's just like, ugh, nothing more frustrating than that. No, absolutely. I remember when I was a kid, you know, like every kid does every now and again, uh, you, you'd fake a sickness so you could stay home, you know? And I remember I started getting strep throat on a regular basis and uh, not so much my mom, my mother, but my father was the first couple of times, my, my, my throat hurts the first time. My throat really hurts. I've got strep throat. He goes, all right, we're going to the doctor. But I'm telling you right now, that throat better be infected. I'm telling you right now. You stayed home from school these last two days. Well, we're going to go, but that throat better be infected. Oh, oh okay, Dad. It's the worst. The sore throat for me is one of the worst things. It's just so debilitating. I mean, you can't. Did you have your tonsils out? No. No. Well, it was funny because when I would go to the dentist, the dentist would always say to me, oh, those tonsils, those tonsils. So then I would go to the doctor and I would say, yeah, my dentist. And before I would even finish the sentence, he would laugh hysterically. He'd be like, "Uh, we don't take tonsils out much anymore. I mean, we used to just in the hint of it. We, We don't. We, like to, we don't like to rip things out of people's bodies as much as they used to. Like, almost like a, you know, a doctor making fun of a dentist type right. of thing. You know, like, stay in your area, buddy. Um, it, it was, I always took it as that. I'd be like, oh, my, my dentist told me that I should probably get my tonsils out. Oh, okay. You're going to go to your dentist if the toilet doesn't flush? I mean, th- that's kind of the same thing. Yeah, but, but the minute <laughs> they took my tonsils out, all sore throats went away. I, I very rarely yeah. get a sore throat now, you know. Well, now you just, that's the kiss of death. Now you're going to get a sore throat. Yeah, probably. But I remember I was, I couldn't have been any more than what, eight years old, I guess, and bad sore throat. And the doctor, we're in the doctor's office and he's checking me out. And he goes, that's it. Uh, he's got to have his tonsils taken out. And my mother's there and my sister's sitting on her lap. And he's like, we got to take her tonsils out. We'll do it on Thursday. What is she doing on Thursday? Take her along too, you know? And my mother was like, yeah, but she doesn't get sore throats. That's all right. We'll get it all out of the way at one. But you're going back to 1960. Right, yeah. That's that's, like, you know, they don't do that anymore. They don't do that. It doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> did, you watch, uh, did you watch Celebrity Millionaire? You don't watch those things, do you? No. Well, uh, who wants to be a, be a millionaire? The celebrity version uh, with Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, they actually had a celebrity if you want to call him that, winning a million dollars for his favorite charity. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, David Chang, who is a celebrity chef, he won a million dollars and he donated it all uh, to uh, some cause for restaurants. So waiters, oh. waitresses, chefs, uh, you know, so they could, you know, get some money uh, during the pandemic. Uh, but David Chang was the guy uh, winning a million dollars. And it was funny because 99 times out of 100, I don't get these questions right. I don't, I, you know, like Jeopardy, we're watching Jeopardy, and it could be a, a question on geography, and we'll be laying in bed watching it, and it will be some question on longitude and latitude, and I'll come out with something stupid like uh, Alka-Seltzer, and my wife, shut up, Tom, shut up. Okay. The question was, the White House gets electricity in 1890. The president and his wife were too afraid to touch the switches uh, because they were afraid of getting a shock. So they never turned on the lights when the White House got electricity. 
they asked who was the president. And the, the choices were Andrew Johnson, Ulysses S. Grant, Chester Arthur, and Benjamin Harrison. I, I knew the answer before they even gave you the answers. And before, the, before anything popped up, I yelled out, Benjamin Harrison. And my wife was like, you're full of crap. There was no President Benjamin Harrison. She goes, that's the, I says, I'm telling you, it was Benjamin Harrison. And sure enough, it was Benjamin Harrison. Uh, Why did I think it was Adams? No, Adams, no. John Adams was like 1792. I thought that movie with him, though, depicted him as being in the White House when they moved it. Oh, they moved it, but not, oh, okay. Not when they got electricity. All right, I got it. They got electricity in 1890. Right, I'm thinking of when they moved to Washington from Philadelphia. Well, Adams actually lived above a saloon for like a year before the White House was ready to roll. Right. That, that's why I'm thinking of, I was thinking of Adams because I was thinking of the right. moving, not the electricity before people are like, wow, he, he really is stupid. <laughs> I, I just got confused. I am stupid though. Yes, I, I am. <laughs> well, you got it mixed up. Benjamin Franklin discovering electricity and I can assume. Sure, Tony. It's sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Right. But you yelled out the right answer. I did. I had the right answer. I was like flabbergasted. Was that the million dollar question? That was the million dollar question. Oh. You know, so, but I was like, wow, I knew it. You know, the million dollar answer. Wow. And is it, it, is it cool watching the celebrities? I mean, as you said, a celebrity chef, had you ever, ever heard of this guy? Before? I never heard of him. No, I never heard of him. But they had like uh, Tiffany Haddish was on. I think Ray Romano is going to be on in, in uh, a week or two. You know, but they go from a celebrity will do it, and then there's like a, a, a regular a regular person, like a frontline worker. They'll have a fireman on. Oh, okay, okay. Have a nurse on, or a no? I would hope. I would hope that they like the phone a friend would be a cast, a cast member from their show. Like, uh, no, nah, they not nobody's done that. See Nobody. that that's that's how it should be. Like, if a member of Friends they call somebody else who is on the show, you right. know what I mean? Like. Sure. Ray Romano should call, you know, Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. Yeah. Right. Right. Because he's the only one that's still alive, right? Well. Uh, Patricia Heaton. She's yeah, still Patricia alive. Heaton. Or some, yeah. yeah, like that, that's, that would be interesting. I would watch something like that. Yeah. But it's, uh, um, it's weird because they don't do, you could do phone a friend, but you can't do, what was the, uh, they don't do the audience because there's no audience. So there's no audience. Yeah. So you can't yeah. ask the audience. So they replace that with ask the host. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel is actually pretty good. He's not, he's not bad. He's not bad, you know? Well, don't they, I mean, doesn't he have the answer right there? Well, he, he prefaces everything with, Jimmy, I'm going to go with you. What do you think? I want everybody to know that I haven't looked at the answers. He makes sure that he says that, you know, but. No, oh, okay. Well, but okay. It's, it's good. We enjoy it. Well, it's good. Yeah. All right. Yes or BS. You ready for it? I'm ready. Lay it on me. All right, so what, a week ago Monday was Cyber Monday, or was it this Monday? No, it was this, this Monday. Yeah. All right. Um, I didn't buy anything for Cyber Monday. Did you? No. Okay. I think Cyber Monday's been going on for months this year. I think well, they've been doing that. Friday's been going on for months. Right. So, I mean, I don't think it was that big of a deal, Cyber Monday, as opposed to years before. So, usually the big gift for Cyber Monday is tech gifts. Technology. Are you getting okay. distracted? What's going on? Huh? Are you are you busy? Do you have to 
No, 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 no. My, my son just went into his office. Oh, okay. All right. You just looked at him like you were very upset. Oh. You were just like, not, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> okay. So we'll do technology when it comes to questions. This, this might, you might struggle here. I know you're not really big into the technology world. Okay. So the original PlayStation, yes or BS? We had a couple of weeks off. It's either yes or it's BS. Okay. The original PlayStation. Okay. You know what the PlayStation is? Yes. Okay. Yes. Retailed for $799 when it first hit stores in 1995. Is that yes or BS? I'm going to say that that's BS, and I'm going to tell you why. Because you probably bought it. Uh, me? No, I didn't. But it, how many parents out there who make a regular income are going to pay $795 for a Christmas present for, for PlayStation? I would, I would assume that they would have to make it semi-affordable uh, in, in, in the beginning anyway. No? Do you know how much the PlayStation is now? How much? $600. Is it really? That's how much it is now. Oh my God. I, I think, I think like the new ones, I think are like $500. Really? I think I could be wrong. I'll, maybe I'll look that up. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Let me look that up. Uh, I could it be seems wrong. It's like a lot of cash for, for a game. Like for the, a new, game that, the new Xbox just came out. Yeah. Four, $450. Okay. All right. Well, you said BS, and you are correct. It was $299, but adjusted for inflation makes it just over $500 today, or roughly what a PS5 costs, if you can find one, because they just came out with PlayStation 5 uh, when it comes to that. But yeah, $299. Now, I, I don't know if there was some embellishment that went on with this story, but my dad tells the story, or at least this is how I remember it. So my parents watch this every week and they always roll their eyes because I mistell stories of my past like crazy and it, it upsets them. But my dad tells the story of the Atari 2600. Yeah, we had that. Which came out when I was a kid. Um, that my mom said to my dad, this is what I remember. So mom, dad, I'm sorry, but this is where I play don't even come back if you don't find one. Don't even don't even come back to the house unless you find one of these. Your mom said that to your dad? My understanding is that it's one of those, I don't care what it costs, I don't care what it takes, you get one of these game systems. So that must have turned into like a uh, jingle all the way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. And my dad tells the story that he, 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 he thinks he bought it hot. How do you, how do and I said, what was it like a guy in a trench coat in an alley where he's like, hey, man, I got the goods for you and stuff. I don't think it was that bad. But I mean, my, my dad just, just says, I, I don't know where it where it came from, because I don't think he bought it in a store. <laughs> he doesn't know where it came from. All right. Okay. But we played it every day. So, Dad, it was money well spent. We played right. that Atari 2600 every still single day. What? You still have it? No. No. I got the reboot of it that they sent out about five, oh gosh, maybe about eight years ago now, where it actually has all the games on it. You don't have to buy cartridges anymore and stuff like that. So 
Okay. Yeah, it's not as good as the original 2600 though. That was I could handle the joystick and the one button. That I can yeah. I can play a game, but that's it. Yeah, yeah, that was the same way. I wasn't I wasn't bad at Atari, but forget all of this other stuff. I know. Yeah. Uh, the term VCR stands for video cassette recorder. Yes or BS? Yeah. Yes. Yes. The first one that played VHS tapes made its debut in 1977. Bonus points if you know that VHS, what VHS stands for. That's a, isn't that a brand like Betamax? Well, VHS tapes, you know, that's was the. Right. I don't know. What does it stand for? Video home system. Ah, okay. So, now, my understanding was the first VCR was like $1,000. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember uh, a friend of mine, we were in high school. His father bought one and it was the size of like a small car i mean i it was huge it really really was and you know once it was once it was placed you know that was it now you weren't you, you couldn't move it anymore and uh w but we were fascinated with it i was fascinated with like whoa look at this and and uh yeah and, you know but uh, yeah I, they were like i think he paid i think he paid like twelve hundred dollars yeah, it's amazing. And then before VCRs became out of fashion, I mean, I think my sister got one free for getting a, a mobile card. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, I believe it. And I know that, that um, you know, when, when I got it, when I got mine, I would spend uh, hours, you know, you'd look at the TV guide, if anybody remembers what that is. Oh, you'd yeah, yeah. Guide, and it would be like, Two o'clock in the morning, uh, Don Kirshner's rock concert. Um, they're going to have the Rolling Stones. I, I, I got to tape it. And, you know, you, you, would, you would tape it. And I would go down and do it live because that's all I wanted was their performance. And I would stop it, then, you know, until the tape filled up. Different performances, different nights and everything like mm -hmm. that. Well, before you know it, we had, like, it would fill up this whole hallway out here with VHS tapes. You know, and who would have thought that anything you want now is on YouTube? You type it in and anything you, anything you want is there, you know? So the, the VHS tapes, we either threw them away or they went bad anyway. Those tapes yeah. go bad. Yeah, you know? no, you're right. You're right. Uh, yes or BS. When it first hit the U.S., Sony's Walkman was called the Soundabout. Okay, I'll say Yes. Yes. Sony used different names in different countries. In the United States, it was the Soundabout. In the UK, it was the Stowaway. And in Australia, the Freestyle. They eventually went with Walkman in 1980 and sold 200 million worldwide. Oh, yeah. Sure. sure. Huge. Yeah, that is huge. Well, it wasn't huge. That's what was great about it. Uh, number four, the Instant Pot. Do you have an Instant Pot? No. You know, the pressure cooker? The, no, is that, is that what it is? Well, that's what the Instapot. No. Oh, come on! Your wife doesn't have an Instapot? I don't think so. Maybe, maybe. Wait I mean, they were like you couldn't keep those in the stores the last few years for the okay. pressure cooker, and then now they air fry and all this kind of stuff. But yes or BS? The Instapot was invented in Canada. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Really? They've been a hot gift the last few years, and they've been around for about a decade. 
The guy who invented them drove around Canada trying to get stores to stock them, but they weren't a hit until they decided to try selling it to Amazon. Okay. So now you now they're in every store. Every store. All right, and the last yes or BS. The first portable transistor radio was recently named the seventh most important gadget ever by Time magazine. Uh, BS. No, yes. Really? Okay. The Regency TR1 was a hot Christmas gift in 1954. In 2016, Time ranked it as the seventh most important gadget of all time. Wow. What do you think wow. was number one? No kidding. What do you think was number one? Oh, what do I think was number one? Um, According to Time Magazine. Um, I, don't, I don't know. DVR. The first iPhone. Okay. Yeah. I'll you've had them all. No, I don't have them all. You, you've had them all. No, I no. I have the cur I have the eleven. And then the only other iPhone that I ever had was the three. Okay. So I went, I went Samsung for quite a few years and then came back to the iPhone. Okay. I know. And none, none of this means anything to you. You're just like, no. huh? What? No. In fact, I zoned out 15 minutes ago. So, all right, go ahead. What else? What else you got? Um, Felicity Huffman landed a gig. Did you see this? I, I saw that crime does pay, Mike. Crime does pay. Now, Felicity Huffman, of course, if people don't remember, she got busted on that that college bribery scandal thing that was going on there. Well, along with Aunt Becky. Yeah, along with uh, Lori Lachlan. But apparently she's landed her first gig since serving time. Mm -hmm. It's an upcoming ABC sitcom inspired by Susan Savage, the real life owner of a AAA baseball team called the Sacramento River Cats. She'll play Susan. That's the only thing we know about it at this point. Uh, no title for the show yet, uh, but it looks like it doesn't bother people that she's been in prison and what she was in prison for. You okay yeah. with that? Am I okay with it? Uh, you know, Mike, uh, everybody's, uh, everybody's got to make a living, I guess. And um, again, there are rules, different rules for different people. You know what well, I, mean? I mean, there's something to be said that she served her time. Mm -hmm. You know, well, I mean, the thing about her, unlike Lori Laughlin, is that when Felicity Huffman was caught, she right away said, OK, yeah, I'm caught. I admit it. You know, I, yeah. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Um, Lori Laughlin went on for a little while that thinking, saying, I don't know what I did wrong. What are you talking about? Right. I think that, I think that goes a long way. Sure. No, I agree with you. You, you know what I'm saying? I think that yeah. goes a long way. So, I agree with you. I you agree know, with but, uh, would you, I probably would watch that one time just out of curiosity. Well, I always liked her as an actress. That, that, yeah. that show that, um, Sports Night, what was the yes. name of that show? Yeah. Yes. I thought she was great in that show. Yeah. I, I didn't watch Desperate Housewives very no, much. No, neither did I. Um, I certainly didn't watch it for her, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I liked her in, in sports night. I thought she was, she was good in that type of role. And this is a sports type of show. So, I mean, let's just put it this way. I'm not going to not watch it because of what, what she did. Right. 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 I, I just think there's something to be said for people who serve time. 
you've 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 paid your debt you've you've got caught you can disagree with the amount of time that she was in prison you could say that you know there should have been more but that's what was decided that's what a court of law has decided as her punishment and she served it so well she got what was coming to her and and she she did her time so uh, hey you know what are you going to do and again it's not like she killed anybody. You, you know what I mean? I mean, it's, uh, let's move along. Let's yeah. just move along, you know? What, are, what do you think are people most excited about this holiday season? Uh, I don't know, seeing family? Yeah, right. Well, uh, I was going to say, it's the exact opposite of that. Now, normally, people would say seeing family. But the, most, the thing that people are most excited about is not awful. going anywhere. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they asked 2,000 adults to name the top things that they're looking forward to this holiday. Number one, staying home and not traveling. Okay. Number two, eating and drinking. Sure. Mm-hmm. Number three, the gifts. Number four, watching Christmas movies. And number five, making big holiday meals with your family. So food is in there twice. No yes. surprise. Yes, as it should be. Um, I don't know. I've said to my wife every single holiday uh, since I've known her, I would be perfectly happy if it's Christmas day or whatever it was, I would be perfectly happy laying in bed, watching Christmas movies and eating a box of saltines. I would be perfectly happy with that. I'm saltines? Cool. Well, whatever, whatever you like. Ritz, goldfish? goldfish, goldfish. All right. You know, but it's uh, th- this year we have no choice. Yeah. No, that's true. I agree with you. I mean, we do have a choice. Some people will make the wrong choice, but, uh, you know, there's really only one way to handle it. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I did see for Thanksgiving, you know, stores were packed. (laughs) Grocery stores were packed Mm -hmm. on Thanksgiving, getting the last minute pumpkin pies and all those types of things. It's just, you know, it just, it boggles the mind, but I get it. I mean, people are still cooking and it, there's certain things that they're willing to compromise on. And probably a lot of people are like, no, this is Thanksgiving. I'm making sure that we get this right. And we do this and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. I mean, that was okay. You know what I mean? I mean, if there's, as long as you followed the rules, well, you know, what's the difference? You want to have a seven course meal. That's cool. Right. You know, I'm right. good with it. Yeah. So. I cooked a turkey for the first time this year. How'd it come out? It came out. It was good. Yeah, good. And, and, and this, is, this is what I said, okay? So I, I, make, I make the turkey. The thing pops. It's beautiful. It's great. It worked out fantastic. So I'm sitting there saying to myself, my gosh, every single year, my mom, my grandmother, all they would do is complain about the Thanksgiving meal. And I'm like, this is the easiest thing that I've ever made. All I did was just, you know, put some butter under the skin. That's what I was told to do. Sprinkle some salt and pepper on it. And then that was it. I pulled out all the stuff. I didn't do dress. I didn't do stuffing inside the bird. I just did the stovetop stuff. And I said that to my mom. And my mom said, okay, all right. The turkey isn't necessarily difficult to make. But I want you to have like, 50 side dishes and make sure that they're all hot at the same time and on the table. She goes, that's what was always the difficult part was, was timing everything 
to where everything was hot when it hit the table. And I said, well, you know, all I had was turkey, stovetop stuffing, and mashed potatoes. Like I handpicked what I liked out of the meal. I don't like cranberry sauce, so that garbage was out. So I, I, I just, I handpicked and I, it was fine. But she said that was the most difficult part. That's why you see homes, like if you don't have two ovens, it's, how are you going to put together a Thanksgiving meal without the microwave? You know what I mean? It's like, you just can't do it. Yeah, sure, sure. So the turkey was good. Yeah, was good. yeah. well, I, I think a lot of these meals, too, have been scaled back a little bit, uh, too. I remember uh, there was so much food on the table that by the time it got to the turkey, uh, you didn't even want to look at it. Yeah, you know? shrimp. But, shrimp was always, my mom would just, it just was endless. That was a big killer. Yep. Yeah, it was, it was endless, that's for sure. Uh, bad decisions, you want to do it or what? Let's do it, you ready? Yeah. Uh, hold on, let's see if I can find it. Uh, um, I, I thought I had it here. Uh, um, you all right, dude? I, I thought I had it. I don't know what I did with it. Oh, wait, here's it. Okay, here we go. Here let's we do go. it. Come on, come on, let's go. Bad decisions, bad decisions. Mike Bellamy is here for you and me. All right, prank calling 911 is bad. Mm. Let me say that again. Prank calling 911 is bad. Okay. Prank calling 911 to do something as lame and unfunny as this is even worse. Okay. There's a 28-year-old guy named Reese Pilot in the UK. And for whatever reason, he goes on sprees where he calls 999, which is the British equivalent to 911, over and over and over again. And when he gets the dispatcher on the phone, he burps. I knew he'd, I knew he'd laugh. Now, he's been arrested and sent to jail for this in the past. But he continues. He just keeps doing it. After he calls 24 times in 45 minutes to burp in October, he was arrested for causing a public nuisance. And he was just sentenced to six months in jail. Wouldn't that be a felony? Tying up the line like that? I don't know. Is that the felony part? Or is getting all of the people to go out to the out to the oh, scene, maybe. the yeah, felony maybe. part. Because I remember being in, a, in an apartment and all of a sudden there was a knock on the, I was over at a friend's house and they had a young child. And all of a sudden there was a, on the door, police were like, holy crap, what the hell's going on here? Somebody called 911? What are you talking about? No, we've just been sitting here. Well, the kid had gone into the other room and dialed 911, didn't even know about it. And he said, okay, but if this happens again, you're going to get a ticket. You're going to get a ticket for it for, you know, it's whatever that term is where they, they take resources and they right. uh, put it in areas. You're, you're going to be held responsible for that. So I don't know if there's a felony to that, but there should be. There should be. Sure. Absolutely. Yep. yep. All right. Well. So, yeah. So, me. you know, we took a week off, a week and a day, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, so, uh, you know, like I said, I, 
I had to shut Facebook down. So many people were yeah. wondering where we were. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't we're want to okay. worry anybody. We didn't yeah. want to worry anybody. We're okay. You know, it really, we thank you for your concern. So right. we hope everybody had a nice Thanksgiving. We'll be back again next week. What's the word of the week? I'm going to go with nachos. What do you call cheese? That's not yours. I don't know, Mike. What do you call cheese that's not yours? Nacho cheese. I knew that was coming. I knew it was coming. Good God. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, that nacho cheese. Um, all right, so nachos. That's the word of the week. Yes. Okay. All right. All right, sounds good. All right. You and yours, have a good week. Bye-bye.